Does everybody know what time it is? Time to give me a really big push so I can flip the swing over the top of the swing set. <laughs> oh no, Inside Out Boy, it's grunt work. baby just go ahead now and if you want to tell me maybe just go ahead now and if you want to watch home improvement just go ahead now because this is grunt work the podcast where we watch every episode of the tv series home improvement and then talk about it i'm your host truman the basil man caps and with me as always is landon hot tub crime machine solano <laughs> and landon just just to start off on the right uh -huh. foot i don't know why i called you the hot tub crime machine it just rhymed so well well apparently you know a lot about my past of uh just creating all kinds of crimes doing all kinds of shenanigans inside of ho uh, hotel rooms I, I, hotel room hot tubs <laughs> well i mean is is it is it that you commit is it that you commit hot uh, hot tub related crimes where mm -hmm. you steal hot tubs or is it that you just you plan your crimes in hot tubs I actually perform the crimes while I'm in the hot tub. That is, that's sort of like a Batman villain at that point. Like you knew, like you, you were some Hollywood producer who did all of his wheeling and dealing in a hot tub, and then it was filled with toxic waste, and you fused with the hot tub. Exactly. And now you have to commit crimes. I know, I know. I just have my minions bring over one uh, mattress after another, and I just rip the tags off them and. They're really, really low-level crimes, you know, like, as uh, being fused to a hot tub doesn't allow for a quick getaway, so I need to be very low-key, so the way like slap-on-the-wrist crimes. So you, in, in that sense, you're really able to vex Batman the most, by, because you beat him by just not committing crimes serious enough to warrant Batman-level attention. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, that's, that's pretty, I mean, it's slow and steady wins the crime I race. I know, well, it's, it, it, I like to think that it contributes to his overall broodiness. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, somewhere in the back of his mind, he's like, there's a crime being committed, but it is just not ever going to be to my priority level. And that vexes me to no end. You know, there there is one rich guy who I do feel sorry for. Poor old, poor old Batman. He can he can feel the crimes happening. <laughs> but were his I mean, I it would make more sense though if his parents were killed by a defective mattress or something. <laughs> because they because they, like true. is there a tag on here warning us? No, it seems like it's not. Well, I well, guess we're okay, honey. I, you're assuming I'm, I'm only falling. doing uh mattress crimes. I I mean, there's a whole litany of crimes that I I perform within the hot tub. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mattress crimes just sounds like what a really sleazy guy would call sex. <laughs> like, just, excuse me, honey, got a fix to go commit some mattress crimes tonight. <laughs> Welcome to Mattress Crimes, your podcast about sexy times on the mattress. I'm your host, Hot Tub Crime Machine. <laughs> And we've gone full circle. Here we are. Do we, should we even talk about home improvement tonight? Or do you think if we set a bold new course with this weird improvisational riff we went on? Uh-huh. Uh, Landon, it's <laughs> yes. good to see you. <laughs> it's good to see you as well. Uh, I'm good. How are you doing, sir? I am, I am doing well as well. Um, you know, and again, nothing much to say. Yeah. Uh, because really all I can think about is home improvement. It, 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 my, my life from recording to recording yeah. is just looking forward to the next recording session. <laughs> And nothing has happened in this uh, past election week no. that has occupied our minds or eyes at all. You know, I would like to thank those of you who went out and voted. Yes. Uh, those of, if you have any listeners in Missouri or Indiana or Florida, I mean, I mean, I guess you can't vote twice. And I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I would like it if you'd voted a little bit harder. Like if you'd just, like if you'd underlined 
your vote on your ballot like you did you bubbled in for like for like claire mccaskill or andrew gillum or whatever but then you underlined it like three times because that counts for like one and a half so you want them to go from turning blue in the face from voting so hard to getting or it's a red in the face from getting oh i fucked up the thing already i know well, i don't know my colors i look i i want if only i were hot tub crime machine <laughs> He knows his colors inside and out. This this is the least inspiring villain. He's a guy who spends all his time in a hot tub committing low-level offenses that probably aren't even misdemeanors, and he's good at colors. Is he a toddler? <laughs> this is what we're basically talking about is a toddler who does not need to be in remedial motor skills education. That's that's all we can really say. Exactly. Yeah. Um <laughs> I've got nothing more on that. Okay, well that's good. Landon, we watched an episode of Home Improvement this week we did what did you think of this episode that we watched um i don't know i don't really have a reaction to it or this might be is it wait is this why we were just riffing about hot hot Maybe. Crime machines because we just don't really feel anything about this well it's weird because i expected with the premise of this episode to go on the same track that i have been most of the season where it's just like oh god this is really pushing in a bad toxic masculinity direction and it somewhat went there a little bit, but not in the egregious way that it normally does. I, w- I would agree with you. I was shocked to find that this episode was actually fairly woke and that I actually found myself liking Tim in a lot of it. Yeah. I thought Tim behaved really well and Absolutely. was like a good husband and father. And he, he finally heeded Wilson's advice to get a gift from the heart. Yes. Without being prompted. Yeah, I know. He, it's, it's, it's like... This time talking to Wilson, like, Wilson just related, like, really in this one, Wilson functioned like a true therapist and let he, in which he let Tim talk his way through his own problem. Wilson was just kind right. of a nice sounding board for the issue. And just like my therapist, uh, you know, she plays with the maracas all the time as well. I, and does does that help you? I mean, is that... Is <laughs> it, she... it does focus me. It's like white noise. <laughs> That's, well, it's because her white mach- noise machine broke. She has to keep doing that the entire time. <laughs> right. Uh, my guy just goes, ah! the entire time and it's very hard for me to open yeah, up how do you get a word in edgewise I, I i really don't and it's it's 200 bucks an hour it's insane uh <laughs> so yeah i i don't know I, maybe that's why i guess it's just weird to not sit down with this visceral reaction of anger yeah. i mean and honestly i also thought that plot wise this script took me on a bit of a journey i was a bit yeah, surprised agreed. by the things that played out so i don't know i mean i think also i'm grading on a curve because it's home improvement and it's a show from the 90s but i still give this one good marks in terms of overall wokeness i suppose well why don't we uh give them a little taste of what this episode was about instead of just talking uh vaguely about things they they do or do not know about okay well landon uh, i guess you just want to adjust the temperature and turn on the bubbles and guys jump into our hot tub <laughs> and let's uh, let's do some recap crimes let's, let's do some crimes <laughs> because it's actually after the election now it is illegal to recap episodes of home improvement improvement in the state of california so we're in a hot tub only yeah only in a hot tub but i mean honestly we've got our laptops in here and the recording equipment that's there's probably a good reason that it's that it's against the law (laughs) uh okay here's what we got for this week it's mother's day and tim is determined to get jill something that she really wants this year when he believes that he's deciphered all of the hints that she's been dropping he decides uh to replace the swing set in the backyard with a new hot tub However, when she catches Tim digging in the middle of the night, she wrongly assumes that he deciphered her clues correctly (laughs) and is building her uh, an herb garden. But uh, now that she sees that the swing set is missing, she actually misses it 
Tim scrambles to reclaim the old swing set that he gave to Pete from KB Construction Company in order to repurpose it into a wood, uh, repurpose the wood into a new gazebo for Jill. Uh, and also on tool time, Tim is challenged to a, to, oh God, this is a tongue twister. <laughs> How much Tim could a Tim Chuck Tim? I want you to try this sentence after okay. I finish it, but yeah. also on tool time, Tim is challenged to tool trivia by the new foreman of KB Construction, uh, Les Thompson. A woman. A, a woman construction person? What? <laughs> uh, okay, wait, give, me, give me the sentence again. Uh, also on tool time, Tim is challenged to tool trivia. Also on tool time, Tim is challenged to tool trivia. Well, this isn't fair because you were in the debate club in, <laughs> in school. It w- it was a team, not a club, sir. You had your little recitals, and you did your practices. Yes, we have our little speech games. <laughs> also on tool time, Tim is challenged to a tool trivia. I said three times fast, yeah. it would be more difficult. I don't know what kind of monster wrote this for me to read, but... Uh... <laughs> well, we'll, we'll fire we'll fire our uh, the people who actually watch and recap the episodes. Yeah, and speaking uh, of recap, I'm just going to recap my thoughts real quick. And yes. like, yeah. say, this had one of... Uh, one of the funny, one of the the uh, jokes that I've laughed at the most this season uh, so far, but there were actually a number of moments that I, you know, laughed audibly out loud. Uh, that's what audibly, audibly means, right? Yes, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Fraser's getting very, uh, very catty, very, very catty. Yeah, I, I know he's kind of turning a into saucy. A, he's kind of turning into a drag queen. I think that's my. <laughs> if I were on RuPaul's Drag Race, my drag queen would really just be Kelsey Grammer, <laughs> just like just basically me as Fraser, but a very sassy one. Um, yeah, I realize now the the stupidity in talking about my feelings on the episode before you recapped it for the good people at home. <laughs> But I would agree. I, there were some moments in this that I thought were remarkably funny. Yeah. Just knocked my socks off laughing. And I like how you phrase it. It actually took you through a journey. Yes. Uh, in, in terms of like, um, surprise, surprise, it's Jill that kind of gives those emotional tent marks. Um, but it's, it you know, Tim is the one that is going through the experience of like, you know, um, oh shit, this isn't what she wanted. You know, I really need to step it up and I really need to make things right and uh, do this you know, do this the right way. And and I think what is best is that this happens without there being a scene where Tim grouses to Wilson about, women, I never know what they want. Yeah, or like right. Or Tim and the kids are like, well, your mother is too sentimental because she's a woman. It's just like he, he realizes that he has the same feelings that she does, but she helps him discover them, and he's okay with that. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the part that I thought was going to be problematic was... The whole competition between Tim and Les Thompson, yeah, uh, on Tool Time, you know, man versus woman and all that sort of nonsense. But what I think worked about it was that she was the one that was pushing for it. Yes, you know, I I wrote a note and then I immediately erased it because I was like, oh wait, no, she was the one that suggested this Tool Time trivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't wasn't Tim that says, oh, I'm better than you and I'll prove it. Yeah, it's just like she calls him out. Yeah, the, I, I thought the scenes with, with Tim and Les were, like, she she holds him to account in in a way nobody else does. I'm yeah. surprised how much I enjoyed this, actually. It, yeah, it's really, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. We, we had to talk it through in order know, to finally uh, process our feelings. Hey guys, in group therapy, Landon and I decided we actually liked the episode <laughs> a lot. Um, I have some titles for this episode uh okay submit them in writing and uh they will be considered and we'll read them uh sometime in the future okay send them to tool time care of tim the tool man taylor <laughs> at 60651 fake street detroit okay <laughs> fake street uh 
So I'm just going to give them to you in Please. verbally. I'm just right. going to tell you right now. Okay. Uh, title one. That's a weird title. Swingers. Ooh, okay. That's a good title. And it's kind of relevant to the era. Yeah. Uh, a fracas with maracas. <laughs> maracas. Or a fracas with maracas. <laughs> Pronounce it however you want to. <laughs> I can't deal with that one. <laughs> uh, 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 more more mid-90s indie film references. Before a swing set. Um, I, I mean, I love that because okay. I love that trilogy. Uh, swing my way, and okay, ba- basil that ends well, <laughs> or uh-huh. basil that swings well. I don't know. Eh? I will say you are on the right track. Uh, but it's a, it's a it's a track it, pun. It, is it's, that what no? It is? It's a swing pun. Oh, okay, so you got it. Uh. It would make more sense. I, I, so this is going to be my, my ultimate clue to you to see okay. if you can guess it. Okay, okay. This is great lightning round. I know. There is... If if the, the swing aspect had played more into tool time, then this title would make more sense. I, I, I got nothing, man. We could sit here for an hour, maybe. Swing time. Swing time? I'm thinking about whether I like that or not. What is swing time? <laughs> like, is swing time a thing it's a i don't know if it's a, a musical but it's um swing time i think was uh d- dancing if nothing else I okay mean, yeah, i don't know, yeah, I mean, you know why not no i mean uh, 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 i don't know i guess i'm okay with that title i mean it's no not... it is a mu- it is a musical movie starring oh. ginger Rod- rogers oh, okay blah, 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 blah. in that place in that place in that <laughs> In that case, in the place of the swing set, in it, once upon a time, in a place, in a moment, in a memory, uh, <laughs> I give that uh, probably an A minus. Then that's a good oh, reference. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I respect respect all around. We got it. We got a good one, guys. We got a real gem here. Okay. Uh, do we want to? Then do we want to dive all the way in? Uh, yes, absolutely. Let's um, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we confirmed. Just a smooth transition. Just, just definitely. <laughs> my, not pe- you know what's happening is that, like, I think the the my words are shattering the screen of my mouth, and that's why they come out weird. They're breaking that glass ceiling. Yeah, it just happens to be between like your throat and uh, your mouth. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes it's a buzzsaw. Sometimes that's where the void is. It's inside of all of us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we found it. Wow, that's dark. You're saying there's a void inside all of us. Welcome to our comedy podcast that somehow didn't get nominated for the podcast awards in the comedy category. Uh, so we open at home. We open at home where where Jill is sitting, leafing through a book about Finland. Yeah. Next to her good friend, the Grunt Creep, who's just lounging on the couch. Oh my god! With his this m- was so disconcerting to me. Here's what's wrong with it. Okay. I think. The Grunt Creep home improvement logo, obviously. Pink meaty arms crossed behind his head. Yeah. Pink meaty legs crossed. To, at, at first glance, it gives the impression that it's naked. It's just naked sitting <laughs> yeah. on the couch. It and Jill had some afternoon tryst. And then as if to reinforce that, it goes jumping out of frame when Tim walks in. Oh! oh no. He found Interesting. us! Interesting. I, I mean, look, if I was if I was married to Tim, I would need to step out with the personified <laughs> title of the show I was on from time to time just to spice up my life, too. And uh, to me, it was very uh, just jolting right out of the gate because he has his legs crossed and meaning that there's only really one appendage dropping down and it's coming from the center of the logo i mean it honestly 
I'm not going to miss words. It looked like his dick. It was it was like the end of Boogie Nights. It was just Dirk Diggler <laughs> yes. just hanging out his uh, home improvement It was dick. very weird and off-putting, and I don't like having that thought in my mind. <laughs> Got your stud finder right here. God. Um, <laughs> I am a tool, I am a tool, I am a tool. So... Jill is reading this book about Finland. Yeah. Tim comes in and he sits down in the still warm couch cushions that the grunt creep just vacated. <laughs> and Jill is talking about the hot tub culture yes. in, in Finland. <clears throat> I'm sure the hot, you know, hot tub crime is huge over there. <laughs> but I, they sit in hot tubs and then when they get out, they beat each other with leafy birch branches. Yeah, what is that called? Self-emasculation or? Uh, self-flagellation. Flagellation. Yes, yes. And Tim... Tim suggests that instead Jill could get in the whirlpool she has upstairs, then he could smack her with a towel. She, you know, jury seems out on that one. Yeah, um, I thought that was kind of funny. Joke. No, a good, you know, and also good callback that they they do have that they do have a nice yeah. hot tub up there. Well, they've reminded us numerous times this season about that. Yes, I mean uh, Felix the Plumber was just on a few episodes ago to remind us. This must be setting up for some larger payoff with the hot tub. What if this whole series is leading to some massive time loop? And the series finale is going to be Bubble Bubble Toil and Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But you've you've said that exact same thing about Game of Thrones, which is why it means a little less to me. <laughs> I, it would make more sense That's here right. than in that other it's fan also theory. My theory for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So <laughs> I'm just saying it's an easy plot device to wrap up a lot of untied loose ends you know landon a broken clock is is right twice a day so maybe one of these times you'll get it and maybe and home improvement seems like the most likely one uh so they have this talk about finland and hot tubs and how nice and romantic it is tim goes outside where the boys are playing well now hold on there mister oh okay back the truck up we have a very special sighting we got to call out Man, no. Well, I didn't see it. What, what did you see? Seanzilla. Seanzilla. Yeah, oh, he God, made an appearance in not... the background. Where was he? Uh, he was just sitting on the fireplace. I think that's typically re- where he resides. That's where he lives. Yeah, he, he lives in the fire. No, well, I don't know about in the fireplace, but just on the like the lip of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's where he's on the other side than he normally is, but you well, know, he's an active guy. Think, yeah, exactly. He moves around. People aren't looking. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he hangs out with the Grunt Creek? I mean, I feel like that's, he was probably, if he was that close, he was probably either eavesdropping on them or taking part in the conversation. (laughs) Just like, you know, yelling, yelling things at them from across the way. Uh, I like like Finland too. (laughs) This is not what Wallace Shawn sounds like. That's not that bad. Uh, No, no worse than mine. Andre, give me more dinner. (laughs) That's my favorite part of that movie. I know that catchphrase. Everyone had the (laughs) t-shirts. You know what? I, it's a shame that Andre the Giant did die because I would love to see a, uh, Princess Bride spinoff called My Dinner with Andre, starring Wallace Shawn and Andre the Giant. <laughs> Which still ends with him getting poisoned. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they go outside, and uh, Tim is conferring with the boys about Mother's Day, and um, he decides to bring Finland to Jill by installing a hot tub uh, where the swing set used to be. Now, point of order here, Landon. Uh-oh. I think, you know, like, he explains to the boys about how Jill is all, all uppity about Finland, and the boy yeah. says, you're going to take her to Finland? And I think, wow, what a great gift. That would be awesome. He says, no, I'm going to bring Finland to her. And I'm like, no, Tim, it would be, it would cost either the same amount or less for you and your wife to go to Finland, make <laughs> a lifetime of memories, have some wicked hot tub aurora borealis sex yeah and come back but okay okay fine put in a hot tub in the backyard well uh, <laughs> um i can just say that um maybe after last week they uh, tim 
or not even Tim, maybe Jill exhausted their uh, family budget by getting uh, Mario and no, not Mario, Michael. <laughs> it's Michael. easy to get it mixed up with his brother. <laughs> Michael Andretti and Johnny Rutherford. Uh, maybe she had to pay them personally to get them to appear on Tool Time. She had to like actually book them through their personal appearance fee or something. Yeah, exactly. So wow, wow, that's a real gift of the Magi thing. It's like I wanted to take you to Finland. Oh no, but I got you these two race car drivers. No. <laughs> Because Tim definitely deserves to go to Finland for Mother's Day. Yes, yes. He he needs that. He works so hard. Actually, this is a good good point to bring this up. <clears throat> what is the holiday we're talking about here? Mother's Day. Okay. And who are we focused on getting a present? The 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 mama. Yeah, but who who's getting it for her? Tim is getting the present. Yeah. Seems weird to me that we're focused so much on Tim getting Jill a Mother's Day present as opposed to the kids getting her a Mother's Day present. Yeah, but as kids, I don't know, man. Like, in my experience, Mother's Day is a thing that that fathers go out and get a gift too. And in fact, it's like the father is usually kind of the one who the heat is on to get an actual good gift since the kid is going to be like, I got you flowers (laughs) or something like a kid's not going to get you. Fair. I didn't start getting my mom. Like I didn't start, you know, doing anything to mark Mm. mother's day for my mom until I was like in my teens, probably. Yeah. Right. I guess my dad would do the the nice thing. Do you think that people without kids do that? Well, Uh, that would completely negate the whole fact. I realize that as the words are coming out of my mouth, we move on. It's 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 so good that he self corrects now. It makes my job easier. <laughs> um, so yeah, we yeah, go- they're they're talking. He's talking to the boys about the swing set. Yeah, and yeah, they're, they're just gonna move the swing set to put the thing in there. He says you guys don't use this anymore, right? And they said, oh, we use it all the time. We tied Mark to it last week. <laughs> rope transition to the opening credits. Yes, I'm glad you wrote the rope transition <laughs> down. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's opening. Credits. <laughs> We, we we can't. It's we're already running long. We cannot do that. <laughs> uh, the theme takes us. I don't have anything for the theme this time. I, I don't Can either. You believe I it, except either. that I almost missed Brad looking at my soul. We only have a handful of episodes left for that to happen. We said that last season, and then we in fact got a whole other twenty four <laughs> episodes of it. So let's not <laughs> jinx this. Shit. Okay, I you're need right. New opening credits. The theme takes us back to Tool Time, uh, where they are beginning an episode. Yes, and this episode is. I mean. I think probably the most important topic that a instructional tool show could cover, it's all about negative stereotypes surrounding construction workers. Just kind of a Oprah, <laughs> Maury Povich kind of, let's just sit down and just get all this negative shit out in the atmosphere and just talk it through. And I really don't trust Tim the Tool Man Taylor to be the one to set the record straight on all of this. I really don't. This would be this would be the sort of thing that I would expect if Tim was gone for the week and Al was hosting the show. Um, yeah, it's like morton downey jr doing a woman sensitivity <laughs> episode <laughs> uh so they have to talk about negative stereotypes of construction workers they have pete from B construction there weird to see him without the rest of the crew it it is especially when it, it seems like the rest of the crew is there watching because the audience is full of dudes in hard hats and as we later find out his his site foreman yeah but yeah, I don't. I, it makes me just wonder what bad blood went down between these actors. Yeah, that split well, up the Beatles. <laughs> Wait, the actors in your fantasy—that they're all actually street performers, yes. or the actual actors on t- uh, no, Home Improvement? They are all street performers <laughs> who who live in the same house and all sleep in the same room in bunk beds. In fact, <laughs> oh and, my God. and whenever they're they all, now they all have one agent. 
And whenever their oh. every time their agent calls them, I picture it being very early in the morning. Calls them until they booked another home improvement. So when the phone rings, they all jump out of bed at the same time and pick up the phone. Three <laughs> Guys, we got another booking! Yay! <laughs> it's like three amigos. Yes, yeah, so I like that. Except for the fourth amigo. <laughs> Oh my god, is that how K&B came to be? They were all street performers doing a gig where they were construction workers, and then they just, the people that hired them assumed that they were real construction workers, and then they had to continue pretending the charade for forever. Their improv of construction workers was so good that they actually built an office for a development firm around them, and then right when they were about to break, a person walked in and hired them, then they're like, well shit, we can't, I mean the show must go on, right guys? Hence, uh, where they are today, they're a very animated group of construction workers. <laughs> oh, that's just extra tragic that they broke up then. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying, that's why I'm concerned. Uh, I do want to point out, uh, Pete has his own theme music now. <laughs> I mean, I, like a specific theme song, they were playing Ratchet Rhapsody. Oh, they were playing, okay, I've, I mean, I've heard them play, there is like a song that they play when they come yeah. out, but this is different from the whole group, like this is Pete's solo well, theme? Well, yeah, well, I don't know, maybe maybe they played Ratchet Rhapsody last time the whole crew came out, I don't okay. remember, but I recognize it this time as Ratchet Rhapsody. Because you've been listening to Ratchet Rhapsody on repeat, you've been, <laughs> exactly. you've been driving down the street blasting it with your That's because I saw Ratchet Rhapsody in the theaters this week. Oh, yeah, 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 the, the inspiring story of Freddie Mercury guest starring on an episode of Home Improvement. <laughs> Uh, so, but he sits down with them to mm -hmm. talk about, you know, being a modern day construction worker. And Tim opens with just the, the best question I've ever heard, which is, Pete, do you can, uh, Pete, do you consider yourself a construction worker of the nineties? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of question is, I mean, do you remember the nineties very much? I mean, oh, everything, I, remember, yeah. I don't know why that was such a. I don't know if it's because from 60 on, each decade was so well delineated. And yeah. since the year 2000, we've really kind of gotten away from that. It's also kind of harder to colloquially refer to the era that were like the, the teen. Do you consider yourself a man of the teens? That right. sounds like you're a child molester. That sounds like, you know who's a man <laughs> of the teens? Jared. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. It was certainly more of a thing then, though, like this whole trope of I mean, that's so much of the comedy in, in even just Austin Powers was like yeah. a 60s guy in the 90s. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you, we've entered the 90s. It's the 90s, man. Get with it, man. It's the 90s. Are you a man of the 90s? I, and I mean, <laughs> well, and I think also from the tone of their conversation here, being a man of the 90s means that you are the 90s equivalent of a woke bay. Like being a man yeah, of right. the 90s, that, like, that is like saying, do you consider yourself a woke bay construction worker? <laughs> Because because Pete's yeah. response, which is actually quite funny, is, you know, you consider yourself a construction worker of the 90s. Well, now when a hot rivet drops down my shirt, I'm not ashamed to cry. <laughs> <laughs> now, here, Tim's response to this, I want to call into question. Because okay. why doesn't he give Pete as much shit as he gives Al for being sensitive? Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's that Pete is taller than he is. <laughs> Pete is the beard. A, he looks like he's had a past. Yeah. He's got that fucked up thumb. Exactly. His mom's been to prison. Like Tim only respects pain and <laughs> and Pete knows from pain. Well, a certain kind of physical pain. I would say Al probably has a lot more emotional pain stemming directly from Tim. Yes. Well, that Tim is not very well qualified to be attuned to. It's just like <laughs> rub some dirt on it. Um. So but then they start talking about, you know, they start talking about other uh, typical things associated with construction workers like hooting and hollering at attractive women who walk past the job site and uh and he says oh no 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 less my foreman oh it doesn't let any of that happen oh no 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 less would never do anything like that keeps talking about 
less you but but curiously in the way that he's speaking not using any gender specific pronouns no pronouns at all just less but we can all assume less has to be a man <laughs> i mean like who else would less be i mean this is the m night Shyamalan of gender twists <laughs> if ever there was one uh and and because then it turns out less is in the audience yeah would you like to meet less <laughs> <laughs> yeah bring less down and then the camera goes out to the audience, yeah. whole sea of hard hats, construction workers in hard hats. Surely one of these dudes is going to stand up. <laughs> We're just waiting, looking at all these men for one of them to stand up. And then what's that from over on the left side, right by the aisle? A pretty woman? What? What? This would have gone better if we hadn't spoiled this in the synopsis earlier, but <laughs> yeah. funny. Um... A uh, little character actor corner. Yes. This is uh, Victoria Principal is oh. playing Les, who is walking down the aisle. Um, that is not a <laughs> wedding reference. I don't know why I phrase it like that. Well, but... because she is walking down an aisle. <laughs> like, don't let weddings take that terminology. I have, I wouldn't say an affinity for her, but she is so locked in my psyche because I grew up watching my parents watch Dallas. <laughs> and She's from Dallas. She played one of the Ewings. Uh, but even more than that, she was in the movie Earthquake. Oh, the Tommy Lee Jones movie? Wait, no. That's Volcano. <laughs> yeah, that's Volcano. I'm wrong disaster. That. Wrong Charlton disaster. Charlton Heston. Oh, The yes. one that uh, in Universal Studios Orlando, they used to have a um, destruction, uh, uh, what do you call them? Derby? <laughs> destruction Derby. And Charlton Heston was the reigning champion. There. Yeah, man, good. Well, he, he's hardcore. Uh, no, but it was it was like, what, on the studio tour or something? It's yeah. Like, this just, set from, from Earthquake. That's... Well, yeah, it's one of those things, but uh, I think the equivalent here in Los Angeles was that the King Kong ride, where the yes. trolley, it was like a, a, a touring trolley, and yes. then you went through an actual attraction. That was oh. the word I was looking for. Oh, attraction. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Fraser couldn't help you. <laughs> and so in Universal Studios, they had the attraction for Earthquake, that was part of the the tour ride, and so you would go underground, and then the actual earthquake stuff. And oh yeah, they had one. They had one of those in Hollywood as well. Oh, they where did. You're in a subway station, and like there's an earthquake, water flows in, fire starts. Yeah, this used to be branded as the earthquake attraction. Oh though. dang! And okay, she's from that movie. Um, she didn't do any of the pre roll stuff that um you know while you're waiting in line, Charlton Heston did, but. Uh, that's that story. So Victoria Principal, uh, she she's a principal actor in my memories. Oh, and she's a uh, principal. Uh, 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 she's the principal of talking down to Tim High School, <laughs> and Al is a total teacher's pet. Let me tell you. Uh, uh, yes. So yeah, she comes down and stands there next to Tim and Pete, and uh, Tim. You know, takes his sweet time figuring this one out. <laughs> he, you know, uh, am I, am I, am I, have I, have I hijacked this? Do you, am I? Am no, I, I just went to character actor okay. corner to tell you okay, about a okay. personal memory. No, I just didn't know if I was, if I was buffaloing you, if you wanted to like read all these big hits. Oh, no, no. I was paying attention to the set design. Oh, okay. Very good. Very so good. please take us through the narrative. I'm never paying attention to the set design. Set design is like my Wilson scenes. They've resorted back to the, uh, want to say November of the calendar and it's back to the mysterious woman who isn't Heidi the 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 greeked out uh uh bombshell model who yes, has and like no face I I don't know if I told you or I think I did but I found the actual image of that online ah, and yes. it is it is Lots not to it's a woman with a masquerade mask on Oh really What website did you find this on Landon <laughs> What eyes wide shut internet search history did you go through 
toolwinkyfacetime.com. Ooh. <laughs> um, well, okay. I'm, is this whole podcast really just, is this the way that you, like, is this just an excuse for you to look at the girl in the bikini in the background? Is that the closest that your god will let you get to smut? <laughs> yeah, because I don't actually want to display it in my apartment in case I have any girls over and they think, like, this is the way, I absolutely constructed an entire podcast around looking at a 1990s uh, wall calendar. Dude, I respect that. Game, game respect, <laughs> weird you. game. Um, so, she comes down, she stands next to Tim and Pete. Tim says, uh, you're the foreman? You're a woman. And then <laughs> she says, yeah, nothing gets past you. And Tim goes like, oh, a woman foreman. Ah, oh, must be hard getting the guys on the site to listen to you. And all the guys in the audience just stare coldly at Tim. And that was a great moment I liked. This, this is what makes this so great. There are so many bits where Tim is making rude and crude and inappropriate you know yeah. things and people just laugh him off here everyone just stares at him coldly and you watch him deflate you're right so often it's the world is acquiescing to tim's worldview this time it's tim is left out to sea and i i really like that yeah they, they don't give him any oxygen in which to burn and it's great i wanted to see more of this i was like just and so you know she keeps doing these put downs on on Tim, and that are that are just totally cutting. I didn't necessarily write any of them down because I'm not a good host. But Al keeps looking at the camera and going, "I like her. I really like her. I uh, love her." <laughs> and and you know, is this the is this the scene? Yeah, it has to be where she challenges Tim to uh, the tool trivia. Yeah, this is the one. Uh, the the thing that gets said is something like. Yeah, uh, Pete says, nobody knows more about tools than Les. And then Tim goes, well, then why do they call me the tool man? And Les goes, oh, <laughs> because a great line. Do you want Do you want it? <laughs> she goes, well, it's because you have a TV show and you created it for yourself. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they wind up, uh, he winds up challenging her or she winds up challenging him to a tool trivia off. Yes. To be held, I guess at a later date, we'll just move the show schedule around and like and have you come into the next show. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And uh they they're really uh doubling down on this tool trivia uh that they haven't done since season one with Bob Vila. I know, I know. It's like and you'd think Tim would have learned his lesson because he keeps <laughs> right. getting every time he challenges someone to tool trivia who seems like they're more knowledgeable than him, it turns out, oh, they are more knowledgeable than him. <laughs> I think you could just leave it as Whenever Tim challenges somebody, <laughs> dot, 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 they win. If, if you give Tim a challenge, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> uh, so, from the, but, but, so yeah, she makes some last put down, and that's where Al looks right at the camera and goes, I love her. And then the camera transposes onto the monitor off to the side of Tool Time, and we get a TV transition with Al uh, to the backyard. Yeah. And honestly, I was hoping that that was going to set up a thing where Al has a crush on Les and starts dating her instead of Eileen. Maybe. But hey, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah, so then we're out in the backyard where Tim and the boys, uh, they have they have removed the swing set. That's what it's called? I was about to say playpen, and I'm like, that's not the right thing. Playpen? Yeah. I don't know. That's what the Muppet Babies hang out in. What am I thinking? Uh, so... <laughs> so... They're out in the backyard prepping to install the hot tub. They mentioned that Al and his mom are bringing it over on a flatbed truck. Yes. And uh, this is like in the middle of the night or early yeah. morning no, or something it, like that. It's somewhere like midnight or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Jill is asleep mm. and she, you know, eventually will come down in her pajamas half half awake. Yeah. Jill is 
Jill, knowing that her three children and husband are out of bed, is like, nah, I'm just going to be asleep. Fuck it. Whatever they're doing, it's yeah. fine. You know. Uh, and then do we need to mention the Al's mom joke? No, we no. don't. Al and his did. mom are going to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So when Jill discovers them, this is where my favorite line comes. Because yes. it's Tim in the middle of the night standing outside with Brad, Randy, and Mark. And she just like looks at them for a second. It's like, what? is going on here <laughs> obviously not wanting to give up he's like oh well uh 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 we all have problems and uh we're just waiting for wilson to wake up <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, god that was a, that was an all-time great that is that is top five yeah uh top five stuff uh, of course then we then later find out that it seems like wilson has been in the backyard all night and probably heard this yeah but although we didn't hear him maracaing yeah that's right um he was still hollowing out his gourds oh yes of course well we, we all need some peace and quiet to hollow out our gourds once in a while <laughs> uh so jill sends the boys in inside uh to to go upstairs and jill comes out and is talking to tim and mm -hmm. she figures out the well i want to say the jig is up for tim she well figures yeah, out in a jig. way they she assumes that they're working on her mother's day present yes and which you know they are so yes. way to go jill it, she doesn't quite get what it is she's so proud of tim for picking up on all her little hints that what she really wanted is an herb garden where she, she can grow some basil <laughs> uh i'm sure that's what you would like to and herb garden oh. for some basil and i could go out there at every 4 20 p.m on <laughs> june 9th would you 9th uh yeah six six nine four twenty sixty nine. Oh. why wouldn't you go out on on april 20th uh, that would also be a good time but then how do i get i guess if i went there at 609 it just i have to get 420 and 69 in the same set of numbers that's the real trifecta <laughs> uh no but an herb garden would be nice okay except it would be actually the time that i would spend cultivating and caring for it <laughs> would be so much less than just getting weed delivered to my house by a weird app service which is what i currently I do you were gonna say weird al and i'm like where do you go it is extremely expensive but he writes me a little song about getting high that's it, each time each time it's a parody of one of my favorite elo songs oh my god it adds tens of thousands of dollars to yeah the i was gonna say i can't imagine what your budget is for uh, this you know for yeah when all i want is and you know it's like an eighth of weed that's pretty cheap it's the weird owl delivery and song treatment that really <laughs> that really puts it up there but i'm addicted now i'm addicted to weird owl i can't i can't quit the habit who can blame you um now i want to ask you a question about what's transpiring in the scene because okay. jill when she sees that the swing set is gone she's you know for a second she gets excited about her new herb garden but then she realizes that she's gonna miss the swing set mm -hmm. and they're playing this moment as if it's really poignant i mean i guess it is poignant in terms of the narrative that we're talking about here but i mean i, I feel like the show is trying to make us feel the missing swing set like this is a moment in cheers when diane leaves or you know like oh, oh man don't, don't joke about that that just <laughs> happened for me oh i'm sorry please go on. uh that you know like this is a change of establishment somehow yeah and i just didn't feel that i honestly stopped noticing the swing set in like season one episode <laughs> three so this yeah. didn't feel this this didn't feel like what coaches died and now this Woody Harrelson character is tending bar like it wasn't it wasn't yeah. that big of a shock. I think that the new thing that winds up getting built there is going to be like that will be an epochal change oh, in yes. terms of the backyard set. But do, I mean, do you feel like they were trying to make us feel that way, or do you think I was reading too much into that? 
Uh, I don't know that they were trying to make us feel that way so much as they were just trying to clarify that Jill felt that way. Like none of okay. the none of the episodes have meaningfully involved the swing set. I think this is more just about because honestly, look, th- this is why I said the episode goes in directions I didn't expect. I thought the whole episode was just going to be clowning around Tim fucking up putting in the hot right. tub. <clears throat> That's completely what they telegraphed. And then instead you get this scene, which is totally flips the script on its head the way you want it to. That's right. like a good thing where it's like, oh, actually, Jill wants this completely different thing. Tim fucked up. We Us thinking that Tim had the right idea was in fact us being fooled by Tim. And then also that that the real focus of the episode is this thing that like, you know, they, they got rid of without even really a second thought. I don't know, just, they're establishing that, oh, it has sentimental value, yeah. but they didn't realize it had sentimental value until it was gone. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that, that it never really got, like, I don't think we were supposed to feel anything okay. about it, because the point that they're making is, they weren't feeling much about it either until it left. So, in true Landon Hot Tub Crime Machine Solano fashion, I will concede immediately, and, uh, <laughs> we... You've done it again, Crime Machine! <laughs> The Jill, Jill. <laughs> you get pruny as hell in there. <laughs> uh, Patricia Richardson is the one that really sells this thing. I think she has such a nuanced performance uh, with this little thing. Where it's just like that's such a hard thing to play. Of like, yeah. oh man, you know, I really did miss that. Well, hmm, I, I you know, it's not big enough that it's gonna stop my day, but I'm gonna go on thinking about it. Like she sell, sold that really, really well. Yeah. Because at no, at no point does she say, oh, Tim, I actually really liked that. Yeah. I wish you hadn't got rid of it. She just talks about a bunch of her memories of it. Yeah, and about... she does not overplay it. It's, yeah. it's really, really smart acting. And Tim says something like, do you want me to get it back? And she says, oh, no, oh, no, it's fine. No, I'm going to go upstairs. Like, and it, that's what anybody would say that... and, until it festers inside you. And then you start being passive aggressive with each other a month later. Exactly. The, this... Every time you look out in the backyard <laughs> and you don't see the swing set, you're reminded of your broken, fractured relationship. Uh, and the good times that have gone by that you can never grasp again. Grunt work, a comedy <laughs> podcast for funny people. Uh, yeah, and it's it is one of the realer moments on this show. I am always there's like one per season, an episode that's actually like the realness. And yeah, I think we found our episode. They waited until almost the end. <laughs> so, uh, but so she goes back inside, and that's when we get the cha cha cha. That's how Moroccan sound, right? Uh, that is how Moroccan sound. Cha 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 cha. Um, well, also one thing that, that Tim, in the course of the conversation, Tim yeah. mentions that, oh, I gave the, I gave the swing set to Pete's little boy. Oh, yeah. So Pete took it. So that's, right. that is the other thing that's established. I guess that's but, important. Yeah. So he hears maracas and it turns out it's, well, who, who would it be? <laughs> what cultural person lives in the backyard? Um, Carmen Miranda. Yep. It is. Where in the world is Carmen Miranda? Hamtramck, Michigan. <laughs> uh, it's Wilson. He's, okay. he's practicing for the Oropo, which is a traditional Venezuelan dance. Oh, well, look at you. I Well, you know, I've rolled a couple R's in my time. <laughs> uh, I went to Cancun once. Uh, and so he's out there practicing, and Tim is like, well, well, why are you doing it outside at midnight? And and he goes, oh, wow, well, time flies when you're practicing the Oropo, I guess. So, again, he was just out there, two feet away from yeah, him this right. whole time. Um, and Tim is just sitting there really dejected and upset. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, can you keep it down? You know, it's interesting. His snappiness in this. Like, normally, this is a moment where I'm like, Tim, fuck you. Stop being a dick. But the the way it's written has all the nuance there to give me the context for him acting this way and not realizing that he's acting this way or blah, 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 all Tim, that stuff. It, this is earned. Yes. Tim's shittiness earned by and the bitterness. Writers. Yes, earned, yeah. It's like... 
yeah, it's it's like it's not just him doing it for the sake of jokes. It's like no, Tim is actually upset. Yeah, and the reason he's upset is because he like the rest of the like the audience like Tim thought oh he's doing this great thing for Jill in the course of one scene that all gets turned around and realize he's actually fucked everything up. Yeah, and he's upset about it, and it's and this is real because Tim struggles to do the right thing. Yeah, so I I, I liked this and and salute you Tim Allen for the performance. <laughs> there wasn't much. Um... I mean, like, Wilson doesn't give any advice or anything in this. No, he just lets Tim talk, kind of. Like, Tim is talking about how, you know, he gave the swing set away, but he's realizing how proud he was of it. It's the first thing he ever built for his boys. Uh, And Wilson is talking about it, too, remembering Tim building it in the backyard right before... Brad. Brad was born. (laughs) Didn't even try. So, I don't know if this is interesting to our viewers, but to give you background, uh, they apparently moved in in 1980... um, and I started writing this note before they explicitly stated it, but uh, it was weird to me that Tim had started building a swing set before Brad was born. But then once that was revealed, I was like, oh, wait, that's actually an incredibly sweet thing. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. kind of really endeared me to Tim's character. It's like him using his his Timness for a good reason. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, he loves building shit and he's not souping up something unnecessarily. He's building a nice thing for his kids. Yeah. I liked it. I and I liked it. I liked it. Of course, he explains how I wanted to. Ha- I, I rushed to have it done in time for uh, Brad to come home from the hospital so he could use it right away. Little did I know, babies can't sit up, or you know, <laughs> they what, get spit up though. Oh, why I oughta? <laughs> is that, is Splish that for- splash, Batman? <laughs> is is hot tub time machines other thing that he like? He does like single parent centric stand-up comedy on amateur <laughs> night like like uh yeah so a uh, little about me uh yes i'm a hot tub oriented criminal uh i'm also divorced and trying to raise my one-year-old let me tell you babies can't sit up but they can sure spit up am i right guys <laughs> right tip your waitresses okay oh i also, also want people to know that as i was doing the fake stand-up comedy bit into my microphone on a stand i was also holding a fake microphone in my hand <laughs> And in fact, delivering lines to that the way that I do when I pretend to be a comedian in my bedroom late at night. Oh my goodness, we get a swing transition into the commercial. Yeah. We come out uh, back into the kitchen. Uh, Tim is coming home with the boys. Yeah, Tim and the boys walk in and they're confused about, uh, the boys are confused about what's happening. And about like, wait, rightly I th- so. I thought mom wanted a hot tub. I thought she wanted an herb garden. I thought she wanted to go to Finland. No, she wants the, she wants the, the uh, swing set back. And so Tim explains that he's inviting... Well, yeah, this is interesting. I almost feel like Tim falls backwards into this great gift because at no point does she say she wants it back. And I feel like she would have gotten a little miffed had she woke up one day to see the swing set back there. Yeah. Uh, so in doing what he does, I think that he he finds the best of all solutions. But I'm we'll agreeing. get to that. I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. I'm that's that's fine, man. I mean, hey, let's you know. Yeah. There's no spoilers. But this, the conversation he's having with the boys is like, I gotta somehow get this swing set back from Pete. Uh yeah. he's not gonna like it. You know, his yeah. boy's gonna be disappointed. Um cue Pete. Knock at the door and Pete walks into the Taylor house. Not just Pete. Pete and his boy. Pete and Pete. Yeah. <laughs> Big Pete and little Pete. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. I didn't even think of it until now. <laughs> That is amazing. No Arnie, though. Yeah, well, I, they just had to let some air out of a tire, and then he'd show up. <laughs> oh, got it, yeah. God damn it, dude. That's a show that I'm scared to watch again, because... I think it holds up. Have you watched... Uh, 
I haven't, but I've heard great things from people who have. I mean, it it is so weird. I think it's like irreverent enough that it, it stands the test of time. Because when I was a kid and I watched it, I was like, you know, five or six. And I was like, yeah, this must be what life is like. Yeah. And now I look back and it's like, life isn't like that. That must have been a really <laughs> weird show that they were showing to kids in the 90s. I don't think Salute Your Shorts stands up. Maybe not even Hey Dude, but <laughs> oh, definitely, no, definitely Pete. Pete. No, no, man. Hey Dude. Hey Dude has to stand up. That's <laughs> that, you know, that's our next podcast is Hey Dude. How many seasons of Hey Dude were there? Uh, I don't know. Um, So they... Uh, yeah, so Pete and Pete come in. Yeah. And Pete's son, sure enough, is named Little Pete. That must little, be right. Little Pete. Little Pete. And we gotta gotta do a little little oh, character actor corner. Oh, a little character actor. A little corner. character actor corner. Character actor corner junior. <laughs> character actor corner babies. Da, na, 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 na. <laughs> Not a lot to to say. I mean, I feel like this guy's pretty well known at this point. Uh, Drake Bell as a little tiny boy. The fuck? Yeah. Drake Bell. From uh, from Josh and Drake, from from Jerry Maguire. From, oh my god. Uh, all the other things that Drake Bell has done. That's a surprise. Yeah. I did not I did not realize that that kid went on to a bigger career. Yeah. Wow. There you go. So your little character actor corner turned out to be a pretty big actor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you did the the Weezer W to me. Well, the, that's it was, in, it was from Arrested Development episode where oh. it's like I started out as a little W and then I turned into a big oh. one. <laughs> Right. A, a, me doing that would never signal to anyone that that's the reference I was doing, nor does it work for the people watching our <laughs> podcast at home on TV. Uh, They're watching us on TV right now? Uh, yeah, they, but they've just got the, the, the like, Windows Media Player, like, like waveform Ooh, I thing like that going thing. around. Yeah. yeah, it's great. I could watch a whole channel of just that. Who needs Filmstruck? Uh, <sighs> too soon, sorry. If, if you can't joke about Diane leaving Cheers, I can't Fair. joke about Filmstruck. Okay. Uh, so... The first thing that little Pete wants to say yeah. when he comes in is he wants to thank Tim for the awesome swing set that has yes. made him so happy and brought him so much joy. And Tim and, you know, Tim and Pete walk in. Tim sends little Pete to go eat some cookies like 10 feet away. Yeah. And little Pete keeps thanking him and being super sweet. Yeah. And big Pete starts saying, you know, that swing set really made a world of difference. You know, this past year has been so hard with his mom leaving <laughs> and, uh, you know, everything else. Like Tim says, something like, oh, well, it seems like a lot of things would make him happy. He's a happy-go-lucky kid. And, and Pete, you know, what might be one of my second or third favorite lines from the episode just goes, oh, Tim, he's neither happy nor lucky. <laughs> say about your kid who's sitting there smiling <laughs> neither happy nor lucky he's he's got a total piece of shit father and he's miserable naming him little pete is the first change that we're trying to make we originally named him charlie brown <laughs> he keeps trying to kick footballs and this nasty girl in the neighborhood yanks him away at the last second oh my goodness um but the the whole joke here is that tim needs to get this swing set away and they're laying on the big guilt trip um just to make it harder. So Tim acquiesces kind of and says, you know, why don't I take that old gross swing set away from you using this reverse psychology thing that Tim yeah. wants to do and says, I'll take that away from you. It has all these splinters and everything and I'll build you a brand new one. And cue, cue little Pete to just go, really? Will this one have a sandbox? And he's like, yeah, we'll do a swing sandbox. Uh, yeah. And like what in another thing, Another thing. Yeah, of course, yeah, real yeah. threes. Yeah, some other thing. And a treehouse? And Tim goes, what, what swing sets don't have treehouses on them? I surprisingly agree with Tim on this one. 
I kind of, I mean, I think I kind of understand what the kid means. Like, he just wants to have, like, an elevated... Yeah, like, well, which is what thing. the old swing set had. I guess so. The thing that you go up into that oh, the, the slide, slide down yeah, to it. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, this one may be that in addition to a... Tri- I mean, this is the MGM grand of swing sets <laughs> at this really point. Is, yeah. The Taj Mahal of swing sets. The Winchester Mystery House... Actually, it would be the Winchester Mystery House of swing <laughs> sets. It has all kinds of dead ends and trap doors. Oh, my God. I Tim would, would love that. Yeah. Well, ask Tim to build you a swing set. I just want Tim to build me the Winchester Mystery House. <laughs> the Tim Chester Mystery House. And because Tim Allen is building it, it's full of real guns. Gonna cut that joke. Not really good. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so Tim Tim agrees to all this shit. And then we get this transition where someone... You, do you want to talk about the transition? Uh, no, you can... All I saw was that it was a blueprint. It's a blueprint of of the uh, Little Pete's um, uh, new swing set. Yeah. That, sure enough, is, like, built halfway into a tree like a fucking Hobbit swing set and has <laughs> all kinds of, you know, boondoggles coming off the sides of it. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's nice. And then it gets rolled up and taken away. Now, could we freeze frame that and make an actual treehouse slash swing set from this blueprint? Could we, could we freeze frame it? Yes. Could we use it to build something could one use it to build one could it provided the one is not truman caps or landon solano they could they could completely do that what about hot tub crime machine <laughs> only if it's only if it's against a neighborhood zoning ordinance to build a swing set <laughs> only if it's mildly barely illegal okay and only if you can do it while reclining in a hot tub. You I can't can use only any do power it. Tools. Well, so I, what I would have to do instead is build a miniature swing set treehouse from a bonsai tree. Yes, <laughs> I could just hold it in my lap while I while it, I do it. It's like a ship in a bottle, really. Yeah. <laughs> the blueprint transition yes. takes us to back to tool time. Yes, where it is now time for the tool bowl. Yes, which is tool trivia for which all based on just kind of one impromptu challenge. Yeah. They have now built. A small Jeopardy-style board with categories on it. So for all of you who fast-forwarded through the episode when I was foreshadowing earlier to say that they really ramped up their production value in terms of their tool-time trivia, wow, I'm surprised I got through that entire sentence. Yeah, I know. That was not a tongue twister. Stop (laughs) fast-forwarding. Okay. We're going to really talk about this tool-time trivia set now. All right, right. Get into it. They, They... Tim is like... I think his... His whole methodology here is like, if I just distract them enough... If I just give them enough bells and whistles and lights and shiny objects, maybe I can win this thing. So Tim is literally a casino is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. I won't yeah. put any clocks up. No way for them to like don't have a clear exit path. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I was really, really enamored with the background in the scene. So so please take us through what happens narratively. And then I want to point out one or two things. This it's just turning into sightseeing for you, isn't it? So are you just are you even taking notes? You're just like sketching. Well, listen, the they've added things to the background of Tool Time. It's, okay, it's constantly evolving. The whole set is, and so I, I I'm just that's the way my brain and eyes are wired. Is I just notice the differences in things. They've moved the circuit board. It's now behind Tim's chair next to the mailbag, and I discovered something. I think it can plug in, which means it might light up and do something. Oh, but I don't think we ever learned that throughout the course of the series, and now. I'm going to be wondering what this circuit board framed can do. When I came over today, Landon was watching Unsolved Mysteries, and I think he just found a new one. <laughs> There's a whole new season that's that's ready to start. Here's another thing I got to point out. He has a model airplane of a German World War One 
plane. That's why you were looking up the Red Baron's triplane <laughs> on yes. Google Images when I thought we were doing our jobs. Okay, okay. <laughs> now it you all makes sense. Me. Oh no, <laughs> that that's a hot tub crime. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I mean maybe he likes uh, maybe he likes the Red Baron. Maybe he likes Red Baron yeah, pizza. I guess my my question for writing it down was: Is it what? What is the Red Baron? Is he? I mean, like we we shouldn't be. He was the bad guy. Yeah, yeah he was shooting down was Allied a, planes. A little, a little weird. I mean, but yeah, I guess if like we have eighty to, people. Yeah, if we have to hold Tim over the flames, then we have to hold Snoopy over the flames, and that's a little weirder. Yeah, that's the th- yeah. I mean, well, look if if Snoopy did it, Tim should get a pass. That's kind of my reasoning. Okay, so if Tim ever writes a story that starts with "It was a dark and stormy night," <laughs> we gave Snoopy a pass for that. Fair. One last thing I need to point out. Okay, uh, there is a new framed photo. Behind the drill press. Okay. Of Godzilla. Seanzilla? Not Seanzilla. It's just Godzilla. Well, it, I don't know. Maybe it's a picture they took of the toy. I don't know. But it's a picture of Godzilla, and I found that weird. Do you think that's the the tool time of the 90s, Woke Bay tool time, being like, hey, we know we make a lot of fun of this franchise and the culture that produced it. Here's <laughs> yeah. a here's a black and white picture autographed by Godzilla. Maybe. I, and maybe it's just that there's someone that's a fan of the series. Maybe it's Tim. Who knows? Or maybe there's a Godzilla conspiracy going on that they're hiding clues in plain sight. Oh, and the end result of this conspiracy is I don't know yet. Okay, we're nice. only in season three. Nice, oh, of course, of course. Yes, it, it's a it's a it's a lost thing. You got to see the whole. Yeah, whole exactly. I've got to figure out by the end of season eight what the Godzilla conspiracy was. Okay, so keep filling me in on that. I will. Let's go back to this tool time trivia. So, long story short, they do tool time trivia. Yes. They, you know, there's, they choose some categories. Tim is all cocky. Yeah. And he, he smartly got rid of the call-in phone line. Yes, that was, uh, that was a good choice. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you know, instead Al is pulling cards out of a recessed portion of this, uh, jeopardy type board so much work went into this so much work went into this carpentry and building this thing yeah uh asking them questions tim acts like he knows it all but less in fact gets it gets both the questions right and knows what the answers are and so then after two of these out of four categories total tim says screw it let's go straight to the lightning round or the the final (laughs) round time bonus round Yeah. yeah and it turns out he has made his own board that he has heidi bring out that is a screw off yeah uh which I didn't know what that was until they actually went to do the thing. That is a bold thing to say when you are competing with a woman trying to be a <laughs> 90s guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's just whoever can screw in these six screws first yeah. is the best one at tool trivia. It's very much like that competition that he and Al had when they were going to uh, bang in the drywall. Yeah, or it's like it's like a, uh, there was a trivia night I went to once where in the final round... Uh, to determine who is the trivia master, you arm wrestle. It's one where you <laughs> do a test of like some physical or dexterity skill in something that is ostensibly about mental skills. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, uh, Truman's subtle to- critiques. <laughs> we'll leave it to Tim. Um, I have one other thing to point out in this point at uh, at a moment when Les finally wins the screw off competition, or maybe right before I can't remember. They cut to a shot of the audience mm-hmm. and seated in the second to last row. There's a man who looks conspicuously like Bob Vila. Really? Which I find interesting. I don't I don't think it was him. But I find it interesting that uh Bob Vila would make an appearance on a show where Tim is competing with somebody, specifically in the same fashion that he competed with Tim once. Yeah, I mean maybe he's just watching and waiting for his next chance. Watching 
and waiting. <laughs> that was is is that a trailer for <laughs> that's that's his uh, catchphrase when he's fighting Batman. <laughs> so every time Batman foils him, he's like, "Damn you, Batman! I will be watching and waiting." <laughs> that's whenever he can actually commit a crime that yeah. that rises to Batman's level of attention. I am Bob Vila, man. <laughs> So, so in that case, you just you you build death traps for Batman, but you also host a public like TV show explaining how you built them. Yeah, exactly. This old death trap. I mean, Harvey Dent was a lawyer. Yeah, and that's similar, I guess. <laughs> You're doing something in the public. They're like they're easy to find. <laughs> yeah, Harvey Dent was a lawyer. I went and got a burrito before this. Both were things in public. Practically speaking, the same. Uh, so. <laughs> the point is, uh, Les uh-huh. pulls out an electric screwdriver. Tim pulls out his electric screwdriver, which he put a gas engine on. Tim revs it up as Les goes over and starts screwing. He makes a big show of revving it up and trying to intimidate Les with it. He then drills straight through the wall thing and Les yeah. wins. Now, I know I've gone on a lot of tangents in this episode, but I do want to bring one up that touches on a number of things we've talked about this season. Um, if... Tim is a stuntman. If he does these stupid things uh, for the audience, for blah, 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 like if it's constructed, yeah, intentional, then him putting his hand through this thing and losing the contest to make, it would essentially mean that he's doing it to make Les look better intentionally. You're saying Tim is the most 90s. Tim is the most 90s. And that he, he, he is Batman because... <laughs> He's assuming the role that we need in order to address these woke ass items. He's he's the he's the woke bay we need, but not the woke bay we want. <laughs> exactly. Wow. I I really I saw more more evidence for that argument in this episode than others. Watching this one, I was thinking like, wow, maybe maybe Landon and I have been reading it wrong, and the whole argument is that Tim is such a buffoon the entire time that you're not supposed to like him. Because in this one, he's certainly not. You know. Yeah. The, the show is behind the women on this one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's yeah. Uh that, you know, maybe yeah, maybe maybe it's an inside job. <laughs> maybe. Well, and so that I mean just taking it one step further, that would mean that he orchestrated the um the first time that Les was on and pretending that he didn't know it was a woman and then putting on the act that oh, it's a woman blah blah blah. Um just a thought. Yeah. And then Tim looks at the camera and says the more you know. Da da da. We get, no, no one ever says the more you know in those ads. I fucked the whole thing up. <laughs> uh, we get a smoke transition right off of his uh, screw gun. Was it a gun? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Why not? It smokes. That smoke takes us into the backyard where we are treated to a gazebo. Yes, a gazebo. That is the word you were looking for, searching for so feverishly on Google. <laughs> uh, yes, Tim ha- Tim brings Jill downstairs to show her that he has built a gazebo out back with a yeah. big porch swing in it. Do you think we'll see someone get married on that before the end of the series? It will most likely be Al and Eileen, or whichever woman he marries. Or Brad? Maybe Brad. Or Fuck. Wilson? Maybe Mo- that would be pretty cool. Like the cake is always in front of his face, so you can't see him. <laughs> I look, you know, people on sitcoms love weddings. We yeah. haven't had an actual show enough wedding in any of these episodes yet that they've made it to. That's true. <laughs> and, <laughs> they've made it to. And there's a lot of sweeps weeks coming up yeah. with a lot of single marryable people. So and yeah, characters we might not have even met yet. Yeah, any number of they they'll probably have a wedding there every week. They'll probably turn their house into a <laughs> wedding venue. Uh, you know, and then, you know, and after the wedding, feel free to help yourselves to one of our half dozen sex nooks that we've hidden in various parts of the house. <laughs> Just tell the kids it's a somersault contest. Uh, 
so uh, yeah, he and Jill sit down out there, and Tim shows her that it's oh look, actually, because uh, one of the things she's mentioning that she's nostalgic about is all the kids had put their like initials on one of the posts of the uh, old swing set, and they mm-hmm. measured their heights on it. And he points out, oh, the swing has all the initials on it because he built the swing out yeah. of the swing set. Yeah. And it's very, very sweet. It's a really good gift. Yeah. And he's sitting there with his arm around Jill, and and Jill is talking about how, oh, man, you know, it's so stupid that I was so attached to this thing. And Tim says, well, no, I, I realized that I had a lot of memories tied up in this as well. And you know, I felt really bad when I gave it away because I realized how much it meant to you and I realized how much it meant to me. And I'm just watching this like, Jesus, I like you, Tim. <laughs> You're just a, being a good guy right yeah. now. You're masculine, and get your in touch with your emotions. It's almost like a hot rivet fell down his shirt. I know, I know. He's being such a '90s guy right now. <laughs> the pure, the pure force of the '90s is coursing through his veins. Oh my goodness. Um, we get a fade out from the scene. Unless you have anything else. No, no. Mm-hmm. It just pulls back and fades out. And uh, it's actually Mother's Day morning when we come back. Uh, it's inside uh, at the dining room table. And the kids are presenting Jill with her Mother's Day breakfast. Yes. And the thing, one of the things that we've found is that Tim has plant. There's planters all around the gazebo that he's planted basil in all of them because that's the only herb that he knows Jill likes. <laughs> right. And so then the boys, like Mark brings, or I don't know, Brad brings her a, a basil omelet and Mark brings her uh, basil butter for her toast, and Randy brings her fresh-squeezed basil juice, and Tim brings her a basil pie. These are all just things with green food coloring on them. (laughs) Randy's like, recognizes this and goes, you know, we also made you coffee. And she goes, is it green? Yeah. He goes, yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretty short... Uh, inoffensive stinger. I I, th- I I liked it just because it played in the life. We heard you liked a thing. This is the only th- like we all talked. This is the only. <laughs> Honestly, thing. that's what I did with my mother for years. She collected Boyd bears, and so for literally every gift giving occasion, I would just get some sort of Boyd bear related yeah. thing without actually looking into what her interests might be. Yeah, she's like, oh, good. This is a thing you can collect. Yeah, that gives me free reign for a decade. Yes, exactly. <laughs> much like how how pretty much everyone who gets me a gift now gets me a home improvement related gift because they know that I have a podcast about home improvement, <laughs> and then it ends up in my place. Yes, and then I regift them to to my friend. You know, this one time someone gave me a script for a home improvement episode, and I just wrapped that bitch up, and I don't know who I gave hey, it. Wait to. a minute, <laughs> why I oughta? <laughs> That is a hot tub crime, machine level crime. Not illegal, but a dick move. I'm going to be watching and waiting. Oh my god. I got goosebumps. <laughs> we go to the outtakes. I really like these outtakes. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Mickey Jones is uh, flubbing a line. Yeah. But he, the way he does it was like he calls Tim Pete accidentally. Yeah. He's, I, a, he's just like, he's a real professional about it. Nope, you're not Pete, are you? No, I'm Pete. You sure I'm Pete? <laughs> I'm Pete. Uh, and then we get one with uh, Victoria flubbing a line as well which is good and she had the same kind of like oh okay yep i messed that up gotta take that over start again (laughs) um which is it's weird to see the professional professionalism of the the character actors that they get i mean yeah it's no joke that they've been fantastic throughout this whole series but just to be able to see the level that they're working is kind of a a fun thing it's a well-oiled machine at this Uh, point at this point i'm also very convinced that before this series is over we're gonna see jackie chan in these outtakes really <laughs> why just well jackie chan's notorious for his outtakes oh yeah, yeah. oh right, right right yes yes i just i didn't know if there was some jackie chan connection oh this, no they'll just put like one of the eventually it'll be an outtake from police story or something in, in the middle of it or rumble in the bronx maybe little does many people know that uh in the uk 
police story was actually called the Jackie Chan Connection. The Ch- <laughs> what? Uh, do you have anything else you want to go over for this episode? I have one thing left to ask you, but in terms of narrative, uh, I have one answer for you. The grunt count was zero for this episode. Oh, I didn't even ask the question. Oh no! Did you have another question? No, it was what's the grunt count, but oh, I want to know if there's anything zero. left in the episode you want to talk about. No, there's really nothing else. I, the only thing is that the final outtake is one of Al coming crashing through the, the backyard to give them the, the hot tub. <laughs> I so, was like a good Al bloop. And he he, he just said, like, he, he comes in like, like, I've got the hot tub on the hot truck. Damn it. He like just goes back out. And then <laughs> Tim and Wilson are both looking at the camera like, one line. He had one line to do. <laughs> oh, so we had zero grunts again. Zero grunts. Big old grunt goose egg. If I had to, I'm gonna. Can I have two guesses as yeah. to what the the end of the season grunt count is gonna be? Yes. Okay. Is it gonna be seventeen hundred? Seventeen hundred? Probably not. Is it gonna be two? Probably not. <laughs> I think it might fall somewhere in the middle. Okay. Well, who knows? We've had so many zeros out there. Yes. It might be below two. Hey, I hope that we go from zeros to heroes. <laughs> That doesn't really make sense at all. Isn't I'm the 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 tagline to the Tim Allen superhero movie. Uh, Zoom, Zoom. Oh God, it probably was. <laughs> I completely forgot about Zoom. It's either the tagline for that or the tagline for Mystery Men. We, a, a far better superhero movie, probably one of my favorites. Oh my goodness. Okay, Mystery we, Men in theaters nineteen years ago, nineteen ninety nine. Um, we've got nothing else for this episode, so not a uh, not a single blessed thing. Uh, just one one important thing to tell you guys that we really appreciate you listening yeah i i appreciate i appreciate them listening i do too because sometimes sometimes we riff for like five minutes on on a batman villain concept (laughs) that maybe isn't as funny to people not in the room with us but you guys listen regardless wherever you are Oh, they did until now. Um, so if you're leaving and you want to help others find uh, to replace you as if, if you were a swing set. If you have enemies who you want to direct to waste some of their time. <laughs> you can leave us a rating or review. Oh, that's probably not a good segue. Uh, <laughs> leave us a rating or review on iTunes uh, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, because whenever you leave us a rating, we'll put a treehouse in your swing set. And that's not a euphemism for something dirty. <laughs> oh okay uh you can find information about today's episode on our website which is www.grantworkpodcast.com while you're there uh hey guys why don't you sign up for our newsletter yeah, to be notified whenever an episode is released how else would you know uh i don't know uh we also put exclusive uh trivia in there some grunt counts oh yeah sometimes. um some updates on what truman and i are doing yeah um promise i won't tell you to vote anymore because that's over yeah um hey guys Vote in special elections, should any come up. Just keep an eye out in case your senator or, or state representative dies or something. A lot of old senators got to vote in those special elections. Uh, lastly, you can join in the conversation by hitting us up on Twitter or Facebook, which you can find us at Grant Work Pod. And with that, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And after you get out of your finished hot tub, don't forget to smack yourself really hard with a leafy branch of grunt work. Why, that sounds like a crime! No, no! It's the hot tub crime machine! (laughs) This is so inconvenient! (laughs) 